Wrecked Podcast is brought to you by Honey Miner. Want to start mining but never had the technical skills or time? Honey Miner is the answer. Honey Miner is a one-click install mining software that downloads directly to your computer and earns you Bitcoin. No more writing scripts or configurations. Just download the desktop app and start mining immediately. What are you waiting for? Go to HoneyMiner.com and start earning Bitcoin while you sleep today. That's HoneyMiner.com, on Twitter at GetHoneyMiner, and Telegram at t.me backslash HoneyMiner. What's up? This is The Juice, and this is Wrecked. Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast Episode 4. We have now done a month of these. I can't believe it's been that long already. So um, we have an awesome guest with us tonight, Crypto Jay Simpson. How are you? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. Big fan of all Absol- your guys' work and I've listened to a couple of the shows now. It's good stuff. Awesome, man. Thanks for being on. And as always, we have our other two guests. Um, Chamber, how are you? Not too bad. Uh doing pretty good now that we got everything rolling here absolutely and <laughs> and uh as semi always we have cynthia with us tonight how are you it was one time dude come on <laughs> well look that's 25 for, that's 25 percent of our episodes <laughs> i'm great i'm good um cool yeah so and i'm uh i'm bunch you bets same as i was last week but um we are very excited to have uh the juice on the show tonight so um we've we actually you know we had a pretty good day today in the world of crypto uh we're recording this on tuesday we've had a quite quite the day in the market so um everybody's happy we're in good spirits and we're ready to rock and roll so uh juice man so we usually start this podcast off just uh get a little get a little tidbit of how you came into crypto what got you in where'd you start how long have you been around things like that I'm going to answer that question, but I'm going to start with a funny story first. So Chambers, this is about Chambers. When I first met him on Twitter. (laughs) I know where this is going. (laughs) So Chambers like tagged myself and a bunch of like, uh, so I was like the lowest follower count on it, but it was everybody like had, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 followers. And he made this post that said like, follow me. And uh, you should, (laughs) you should, because I'm awesome. And like, I've got like a penchant for Canadian people. I don't know. They're just so nice. I enjoy them. And he had all his Canadian flags on there and everything. So I messaged him and I said, I will follow you. But if you tell anybody that it was because of this, I will literally kill you. <laughs> I took that to my grave. Yeah, now I'm telling the world. So congratulations. I that's passed a, the test. That's yeah. a fantastic story. Yo, did you get, did Chamber, did you get any other good follows out of that Shit, or what? yeah, I got a lot of good follows. <laughs> that's pretty, that's impressive actually. I yeah. look, I'm not sure how I feel about that though, because every time I put out a follow Friday on Twitter, there's always one or two people that... <laughs> After the list, they'll just add themselves on. Like oh, I forgot the to worst. add that them. shit drives me crazy, dude. It's so funny. No, um, what what I did was more of a follow Friday, but it was, it was more like the, all these people should be following me. Should be following me <laughs> because I spit <laughs> exactly. hot fire. You're right. 
And, oh, like I, you, you spit hot fire, huh? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Dylon. Dylon, 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 Dylon. <laughs> the five greatest rappers of all time. Yeah, right. But I mean, usually that works. Uh, never. So I don't know what never. it was about about <laughs> Chambers, but for some reason I was like, ah, whatever. He seems like a nice guy, so we'll give it a shot. So anyway, now you know, that I. <laughs> go ahead he is he is a confirmed nice guy i could say i've now known him for a month and he is pretty nice and he's all, he is also canadian so those right. two things if those two reasons are why you followed him you did good right that's pretty much the basics but anyway now that i've properly railroaded your show format i'll answer the question uh so uh i got into crypto i was working for a technology company at the time and um, there were some guys who were really into bitcoin um this was like 2013 ish stuff was kind of going crazy and they uh, decided to quit their jobs and start this mining op and they were looking for some investors and i invested a little bit in that and just kind of started getting the weekly payouts from their mining op and slowly reading more and you know i jumped in investing first right (laughs) i didn't do any reading or anything but i'm a i'm a libertarian and uh, closer to an anarchist, so it was sort of a natural fit after I sort of did some reading. But that's awesome. I uh, also jumped in investing first. Uh, I I was uh, put my money somewhere first, ask questions, and do any research later. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's awesome, man. So um, again, we're really excited to have you on the show here. So. Um, you know, next thing we typically go through is, all right, now we got a little taste of how you're, uh, how you got into crypto. Now we want to hear, all right, when you got into crypto, just like you said, you jumped in first and asked questions later. Uh, give us some of your best wrecked stories since you've been in this space. So I've got one, I've been thinking about it all day. The one that comes to mind was, um, just this very last tip of the bull run. And I, I don't want to spoil it yet, but, you know, I got wrecked. <laughs> you didn't know where I was going. Anyway, so, like, I had this great plan lined out. I had all my charts. Everything was looking great. I had all my entries and exits planned. Everything was going great. And then we hit, like, 12K, and nothing <laughs> made sense anymore, right? It was like, I, I, I kind of saw, like, 10K. That made sense. And then all the other coins that follow, you know, I had to – I was – day trading a lot of ethereum and litecoin at the time as well and i had them kind of charted up too but anyway once it sort of reached that point i don't know if you guys remember but it was just like the euphoria was nuts nobody really knew what was going on there wasn't really any more planned exits at least for me anyway it was like this is just you know we're flying by the seat of our pants at this point so anyway long story short i was mostly trading i was pretty much all liquid because i'd sold almost everything before we got to like 13k i mean of all Mm -hmm. my coins i kind of had like i i I didn't think there was going to be any more after that so i was just kind of sitting on the sidelines and stuff till litecoin got to about 125 150 it was like peaking up starting to look kind of crazy and I was momentum trading it where basically you just like set a stop buy after a resistance level. And then as soon as you reach the next resistance, you know, you 
sell it before it gets too hairy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and those, it, it was going parabolic at the time. So it would go from, you know, I think it went from like 120 to 150 in like an hour or something. I mean, it was just, crazy. You, yeah, it was just like 30% gains and it would swing wildly back and forth every day. So we'd get a lot of those chops and it was just an awesome time. And I mean, it was honestly like the most fun I ever had trading crypto. It was that run be, just because the, the swings would go like 30% down to 30% up and you could just you know, make 60% profit, no time at all. But anyway, long story short, so I, I played that game until we got to about 200 bucks. And then I was like, yeah, that, that's got to be the top. I'm not that stupid. I'm not going to keep pressing my luck here. But anyway, as we know, it got to like 300 bucks. <laughs> so it's like, okay, all right, you know, call me, a, call me an idiot, but I'm going to give it a shot. If we break 350 I will Uh-oh. give it – I mean, I'm, I'm going to go pretty much take a really big chunk of all this money I made and put it in. Why not? I mean, I'll put my cells at 400, and I'll just make like a quick 15% or 20% or whatever that is. So it's, this is going to be great. Well, that day, the um, <laughs> that, was, that was a terrible day. So I set my stop buys for pretty much my entire bag at about 350. And I don't remember if you remember what happened when that day it went parabolic. It went to like 400 within seconds. So my stop buys actually triggered at like over 400. So I bought a bunch of Litecoin over 400. And then Coinbase decided to be super terrible all day. Like it was laggy. Nothing worked. Oh, yeah. Everything was screwed up. There was like you couldn't even log in. And I'm just watching it like go to like 425 is like okay i can get a good exit but i couldn't because i couldn't log in so so later that night was when they went down for the big maintenance when they listed bcash that was the same night yeah Yeah. yep oh oh my god so they they, (laughs) so so they listed bcash and as soon as they listed bcash litecoin dropped to like 300 bucks Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And, like, I mean, this was like, and I was just stuck, like, bag holding at that point. Cause, like, oh, it's just going to bounce, right? I think I wound up eventually selling it, like, 275 or something. But anyway, I had lost a very big portion of all that money I'd made that whole run in about three or four hours. So, if you think, oh, like, the slow God. bleeds, if you think the slow bleeds bad, like, try doing that and then, like, having that happen at, like, four o'clock in the morning and then have to go to work. you know what i mean so anyway that's probably my most recent terrible wrecked story but that's a crazy one well you know my coins at like 90 bucks now dude so oh yeah yeah i I mean i I knew i knew when it started going down like this the it's broken we're done it's over it's time to get out are you still bag holding that same litecoin no, no, I dumped it at like two seventy five. I took a huge, a huge loss on it, but it could have been way worse. But yeah, got it. Sure. But I mean, with buys so, over like four hundred, you know, so right, absolutely. Especially when you're just sitting there watching it. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst part. It. Right, That's like I terrible. Right, it was I, agonizing. I remember that. I remember that specific night because I, I mean, I don't know why, but that night reminds me of like Y two K. where where i'm sitting on the couch i was sitting on the couch and like i was talking to my brother and we're we're you know trying i'm still 
pretty new at this point. Like I'd been in since you know April, but I was I'd never seen anything quite like what the heck what was going on. And so, you know, I'd been reading all this about the you know Bcash is going to flip Bitcoin and all this uh-huh. stuff, and it's going to get listed. And and I remember just sitting there watching the chart of of Bitcoin Cash. And it just going from like, I don't know what what it was. It was like maybe 1500 or something. And it was just flying straight up in like five minutes. It was, then it was all of a sudden 2,800 or something, 2,500. And I'm like, I remember getting on the phone, my brother, I'm pacing around because I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, what do I do with my Bitcoin? I'm like, am I, are we getting flipped right now? Like, I don't know what's (laughs) happening. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that was like the one ray of light in that whole story was that, uh, Bcash finally got unlocked from Coinbase and I use GDAX. I know there's a lot of people who really hate on GDAX. So I kind of hate admitting that, but, um, you know, I had Bitcoin on, on, uh, Coinbase at the time of the fork. I had it in the vault on there because I was using right. it intermittently for trading and stuff. And that had been locked up for like months on end. And I'm sure I would have sold it if I would have had my hands on it sooner. But right after it got listed on Coinbase or Coinbase and GDAX was when the price went like insane. You know, yeah. it would, and I dumped it like shortly after that to try to recoup some of my losses. But it was still just a terrible situation. That's crazy. Didn't it man. get to like, eight grand or something on coinbase or something oh, silly yeah. for a minute and then they took yeah. trading offline because there was no liquidity it so really got up that high yeah i have no idea that's when they took down all the trading altogether because there was just no liquidity on the market and people were just slamming the buy button for no good reason and it just like i'm sure there was a couple of people who bought some eight thousand uh, dollar b cash who were pretty upset uh, I was told that it was the real Bitcoin. Uh, so I, thought, I, thought, I thought eight grand was a good deal. Maybe. <laughs> oh, man, that's Roger pretty funny. Hey, you know, if you Bitcoin. if you bought it at eight grand, it's still more than Bitcoin's worth right now. So I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that is crazy. That's a funny story because I definitely that I totally remember that night specifically. But uh, um, I wanted to ask you a question because I, I'm not sure, you know, how many people are new out there um, or newer and aren't familiar with kind of that style of trading that you were um, describing. So, like, is that basically ty- like a, a momentum breakout style of trading that you're talking about? Yeah, it was something that I had sort of developed. I mean, I've heard like people talk about it, but I sort of developed my own way to do it just out of necessity from like bag holding tops. <laughs> <laughs> like after sure. you get after you get to a point where you feel like this is a pretty good top, you can sell and get out and have all your money, right? I mean, you can lock in those profits, and if it keeps going up, you can just kind of gauge. Uh, so it's, it's really easy to do on GDAX books because you can see like big orders that are resistance, and once you watch the the books long enough, you can kind of understand like if I sell right before that big resistance hits and I ride it from the break of this last resistance, then I'll be okay. But most of the time what I'll do is like, I'll set my limits right below the next resistant line. And then if, if that's not looking like it's going to hit, I'll just set a stop loss, like right, right below where I bought. Mm -hmm. And it works, it works really good. Like in a bull run, you know, I can't do it now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like that's, that's what I'm saying. Like when things are going nuts and you feel like, Oh, I want to get out, but I don't want to miss out. That's the great, that's really my favorite way to do it. Because again, you don't, 
necessarily miss out. And most of the time, if everything's working fine, you're also not risking a whole lot because you just kind of set sure. your stops like right below where you bought. And if you get out, you got to be happy with just getting out. It's like, okay, I just lost. That's okay. It's a small amount. I'm, I'm out. I lost, you know, just be happy with the loss. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, a, for sure an interesting point for, um, you know, like you said, just be happy getting out because everybody talks about how, you know, they don't want to miss the moon bag, but you got to be happy taking wins, I think, and as as seen by people bag holding all the way back down. <laughs> yeah, so. I don't like slow bleeds, you know, like you want to have your, you want to have money in your pocket to when that does happen, you can average down the whole way along. But if you're bag holding, you don't have that opportunity. So like being sure liquid, <laughs> being, being, like, I know, man. <laughs> right. I mean, that's how I sleep at night. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I, I hate being, I, and I only learned that from doing it. You know what I mean? From being sure. in that position where you're holding the top and you're watching it go back down and you're, uh, you're at the top again and then you watch it go back down and you didn't get out. You know what I mean? It just, I didn't learn it the first go around. We'll say it that way. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna, uh, that was going to be my next question is how did you, how did you kind of learn that style? Because it doesn't sound like you came from a, you know, finance or trading background, no, correct? No, uh, right. no, no. So uh, how did you kind? How did you kind of learn? I heard somebody talking about um, whatever you know. It's called momentum trading, and that's basically basically what it's based off of my trading style after you know like post post bull run or during a bull run but i heard somebody sort of talking about it and it's like oh that sounds really great like i would just love to have cash in my pocket rather than coins and then be able to buy in when it looks like it's going to go up and then just cut your losses right i mean like that that sounds like everybody wins if you made money already why do you need to why do you need to 5x why do you need to 20x like if you made some money and you still want to keep playing go ahead and keep playing but yeah, you know, take some profit. I, I learned that uh, on the last little OCN. I, I, I bought some uh, some some cheap OCN, and everybody was telling me it was going to like a thousand satoshis. And I'm like, I'm like you guys are. I think you guys are crazy. I, I've seen this before. Like, <laughs> not, um, I'm gonna sell some at like 400, maybe maybe four and a quarter. And, you know, it went down. I think I picked some up the other day at like ninety-five. <laughs> Doesn't that like, feel nice? Like it's oh, so much better sucks. than losing. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're taking notes, Chamber. That's that's oh, what we're, that's we're here. That's I will a- only make mistakes one time. <laughs> I, 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 I rarely make repeat mistakes. Juice, uh, we've we've been joking around since we started the podcast that uh, this is the best way to do our own research is just start a podcast and talk to people who know what the hell they're doing. And so <laughs> so we not, can, yeah. we just sit here and take notes. <laughs> so when are you? Yeah, done, maybe not this show, maybe next show. <laughs> but yeah, I, that's one thing that like it's so difficult to do is uh, give tips to people because you just kind of find what works for you. And it's sure. not necessarily what works for everybody else. It's your level of involvement, how much you want to babysit the books, how much you want to really be actively involved in this thing. Because, I mean, one style is not right for everybody. And you'll find, like, during a bull run, you'll love sitting on the books. Like, it's great. Right. You know, it's exciting yeah. and cool, and there's a lot going on, and there's stuff. And then, you know, you got to find another way to trade in a different market, which I'm not. I'm not going to lie. Like I haven't been trading this market hardly at all just because it's, I just don't, I don't understand it personally. I don't, you know, I don't get the finer, um, 
whatever you want to call it, the finer movements of this kind of market. So uh, I just buy low, and if it goes up some, sell it and move into long-term holds and be happy. I'm into that. I think I'm I'm the same way. I've been held back a lot on trading recently, but um, yeah. cool, man. Well, thanks for sharing uh, your crypto stories, especially that uh, the Y2K wrecked, as I will call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. So then we, you know, we like to move on into letting, you know, the audience and the guests kind of get to know a little bit about you and your real life. So if you don't mind sharing a a real life wrecked story with us. Okay. So this is a Debbie Downer experience. I kind of briefed you guys before. There is nothing redeemable. Yeah, there's nothing. We still don't know. We still don't know quite what's coming. You just told us, hey, this is going to be dark and weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I, I'm a project manager by day. I work in the construction industry and um, I was re- I had somebody get injured on one of my job sites. It was a really bad situation. He'd fallen off a higher level and he suffered a spinal cord. It was oh a really, God. yeah, it was a really serious situation. And there was all sorts of paperwork and stuff going on around this uh, whole thing. As you can imagine, all the workers comp and OSHA and just all the, all the stuff going around. So I'm processing this paperwork and just kind of reading it over and I'm reading the description of the accident. And it said, you know, he was his, uh, all four extremities were paralyzed and he had an erect penis. So, <laughs> so, 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 so I was like, what? That's got to be some sort of a misprint or something's terribly wrong with this. So I did a little bit of research and apparently when you sever your spinal cord completely, it damages your nervous system and you pop a boner. Wow. So, yeah. So, so I'm thinking about this poor guy, right? Just totally paralyzed, conscious, but can't move anything right getting wheeled off on a being wheeled off on a gurney pitching a tent and not even being able to have the common decency of folding his hands in front of it like (laughs) terrible terrible right how selfish (laughs) i don't have any comment to add to this story guys that's actually it's funny you say that cynthia because i was talking to my wife about it you know and it's like you know this is just awful this poor guy and she goes well um, didn't, couldn't, don't you think that was probably the least of his worries? And I said, well, <laughs> well, clearly you've never had a boner in public. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, oh, I mean, I can't, I can't top it. So. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, I was, I was in the periphery of the situation, but it didn't directly relate to me, but it's the most wreck story I can think of. That's a pretty wreck story. Uh, all I have to say is chamber. You taking notes or <laughs> I was going to say, he had mentioned he was going to go dark and I have a dark wrecked real life story kind of in, in my back pocket. And I, I wasn't sure if I was going to have to take it out. And, and drop it on you guys. But, so I might as well now. Okay. Uh, oh, God. Here we go. So uh, it's about a year ago. Um, we, uh, we normally uh, rent a, uh, a beach front cottage uh, during the summertime. Mm-hmm. My wife, my daughter. Uh, we, just had a new do- uh, we just had a new girl. Uh, so we c- really couldn't do it this year. But last year, we, we rented out for a week. We have our own private beach. It's great, um, you know, real minimalistic. You know, got to have the Wi-Fi and everything, but that's about it. Uh, air conditioning, obviously. But uh, so we're about halfway through our week there, and we'd spent some day, or we spent part of the day in the uh, 
in the in the little town that uh, you know where we're staying. Come back, I take an afternoon nap. You know, it's about three o'clock in the afternoon. Four o'clock rolls around, and my wife wakes me up, and uh, she's like, "I think you know shit's going down outside, like on, on the beach." And I'm like, "What? What are you talking about? You know, I'm I'm half awake." And I, uh, I I look out the balcony and there's like uh, a couple of uh, couple of police boats, a fire you know fire department boat, like right in front you know maybe a hundred feet out out in front of my beach, and I'm like, oh I think I know what's going on, I think somebody's in the water, and they're looking for them, uh-oh. and I'm like uh oh <laughs> exactly I'm like this is this is not good, uh, I used to be a, a lifeguard too so. I'm like, uh, my instincts were kind of kicking in. I'm like, I'm going to go in there and the cops are waving me off. And, you know, five minutes goes by, 10 minutes goes by. I'm like, oh, this is definitely not good. Like if they haven't found the guy at this point, uh, you know, it's, it's not looking good. And sure enough, about an hour later, and the cops keep pointing to kind of where my area is. Uh-oh. <laughs> and the and the guy washes up on the beach of my of of oh, this oh beach my prop. God. Of your place? Uh, of no. my place. Oh, it no. was insane. And this is in the middle of the holiday. This so, is why you know, Chamber my, stays anonymous. My <laughs> my my wife, you know, drags my daughter into one of the rooms and I'm like I I, I I'm pretty sure it was the first time I saw like a a fresh dead body, we'll call it. You know, I've all you know, we've all been to funerals. We'll, right. we'll call this a fresh dead body, um, and I'm I'm kind of freaking out. But at the same time, I'm like, like this is my private beach. I'm like, you're not ruining this for me. Well, you know, people die. That it happens. That's you know, true. Like, oh That's circle true. of circle of life. I only get this place for a week. Uh, so oh my God. I, I mentally just kind of block it from my psyche for the next, you know, four days. And, you know, the next morning I'm looking, it's about six 30 in the morning. I get up and I have my coffee, got my bathing suit on and I'm looking into the water from the sands and I'm like, not today. You're not taking this from me. And I just walk right in. I'm like, I'm going swimming. This is, this is not stopping me. And uh, yeah, we just moved on. I said, my, my wife had a little, I think it took her a couple of days to get used to it, but I don't think she went back in the water. He was, uh, then he, then he lathered himself in sunscreen and, and tanned right, right on the uh, caution tape. Uh, just Literally, like, <laughs> like, it was right there. I'm like, this is, you're not stopping me from having fun, sir. They, they, the chalk outline, he laid right in it. Yeah, <laughs> it was perfect. I didn't know oh, we were telling God. stories about dead bodies. I've got a couple of those. Oh, <laughs> you, said, you said dark, so, you said dark, uh, so yeah, I, yeah, I, I went dark. Uh, so. But a tiss. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are good uh, real life rec stories. So, uh, <laughs> OJ, thank you for sharing that as well. Um, we're gonna move now. We're gonna try to go. Uh, we're gonna try to go back to being normal for a minute, and we're gonna transfer uh, transition into our news segment. Um, we this is a part of our podcast where we just kind of uh, rant a little bit on the current events going on for the week that since our last episode um, we're actually um, going to I guess I can announce this now right chamber uh, we're actually going to think about doing a second podcast during the week um, we're gonna do this main one on Wednesdays with uh, release it on Wednesdays with a guest and then we're going to do um, kind of just the three of us, um, you know, made on some news that we may not get to uh, on this 
you know, on this show. Um, and then some, you know, mailbag things. Um, so send us your wreck stories uh, if you have any dead bodies or uh, erect paraplegic <laughs> stories <laughs> that, that you want to share with us. Um, we we will, you know, uh, get some listener engagement, things like that. Um, but well, let's go in, right into the news. Uh, who wants to start? Chamber, why don't we start with you? Sure. So um, big news. Obviously, today we had big news with uh, Bitcoin. But earlier, or I guess late last week or earlier this week, um, we had uh, Coinbase mention uh, that they're looking to add five crypto assets uh, to their portfolio. Um, so do you I own was, any of them? I own uh, zero of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got really excited. So I started looking. I'm like, OK, let's check. Let's check what I got. Like first, you know, the first one was Cardano. I'm like, nope, definitely don't own any Cardano. Uh, basic attention token. Nope, none of those. Stellar. Uh, no, um, Zcash. <laughs> I sold on the last pump, so I did have that for for a time. Okay, but you uh, did you took the OJ uh, route and you sold it on the way up. You yep. made some money, correct? Okay, so that's not uh, terrible. And then Zero uh, X uh, was the last one, and I never I, I never touched that one either. So everybody was pumping except for me, and uh, I'm just sitting here with my uh, <laughs> my low cap uh, my low cap bags, uh, waiting for a little bit of a pump. You bought that Syscoin for 96 BTC. Oh, I sure so did. I'm really paying for that one, though. I'm really <laughs> paying for that one. You're holding that. <laughs> awesome. That's a, that's a good one. Did you get one. all uh, of 11 of them? All 11. <laughs> nice. <They're> great. <laughs> you bought all 11 Syscoin? That's, yeah. <laughs> that's I, awesome. I think there was 11 sold at 96. Oh, yeah, that's what, what I saw. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that's cra- We were talking about that last week, but uh, we weren't actually sure at the time if it was full coins or if it was just fractions but that's crazy um i also saw i don't know if this was one of our news stories but uh that they are that coinbase can now accept or sell securities tokens did we that's not one of our stories right so what while we were on this podcast another news story came out like literally an hour ago maybe saying Coinbase says it was wrong about SEC approval of acquisitions and being able to list security tokens. Do you hear that? That is breaking news. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here. I mean, by the time they hear it tomorrow morning, who knows? But it is pretty late, so maybe not. Um, But yeah, it just came through on my little alerts. Um, And it says Coinbase said it got the green light, and now they say they never got such an endorsement. That's so crazy. I, I don't know what the whole story is, but it was just this little blip that came across. Yeah, I mean, I I think so. Um, you guys can buy some security tokens now. No KYC, nothing. Well, uh, so I thought I thought the funniest part of that that was when uh, I saw the meme about ripple and people saying oh yay uh coinbase can list security tokens and then in the same it was the other button that was the ripple fan saying uh ripple's not a security so and they kind of would have to choose a side (laughs) so that's uh, that's a good one um cool uh why don't we go to oj so the major league baseball mlb as we all know it uh partnered with a company called lucid site to make a 
collectible game or a collectible trading platform on Ethereum, like CryptoKitties, but with baseball cards. And they're not exactly baseball cards, though. They're like... Uh, they, they describe them as moments, but it doesn't really go on to elaborate. It talks about uh, it'll catch like moments of the game and you can trade those. So I don't know if it's going to be like videos or just like, you know, so-and-so made this amazing catch or whatever. But I think that's so cool. I just remember as a kid, like collecting the newspapers when uh, like Mark McGuire broke the home run record. Right. I mean, I still got yeah. that one. It was just so many cool moments like that, that you could capture and, you know, trade on the blockchain is like this asset that I, I mean, I can just see it because there's already baseball, uh, sorry, baseball card nuts out there. So, I mean, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's a natural transition. It's really cool. So this story, cool. this story makes me very, very, very angry. And oh, God. The, the reason being, I, I don't know, Cynthia, if you were on, we were talking about this before the show. Um, I was actually in talks with major with somebody at major league baseball about licensing mlb things for crypto collectible project and i got beat to the damn punch no <laughs> so freaking way i was literally i mean probably wrecked. Yeah, that's yes. a, that is wrecked as fuck i'm so it mad seriously so, is dude that so sucks we i saw or my my dad actually sent me this story the other day and I was, uh, I, I was, I lost my shit. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny, but it's funny that you say that there are going to be moments and stuff because when we were uh, looking into the project that we were thinking about, Tops, uh, the actual baseball card company, they have apparently exclusive rights to like digital baseball cards um, through MLB. So that's my guess is that's probably why they had to do something a little different than actual baseball cards. But it's, it's super interesting to me because I was, you know, we're uh, Pepe Dap supporters. So we think the, we, we're, we're into the digital collectibles. We think it's cool. So um, this was something that I had been thinking about for a while. Like, you know, you could take this to sports cards and things like that. And, and I, I, it, the funniest thing to me was when we actually first started like looking into the project, I found somebody that I, I went through like all these channels to get to somebody important at MLB and they passed me along to somebody who was already, so they must've already either been working with this company or already looking, but the, but basically they were, they had somebody dedicated to crypto already, Ooh, which that's I thought, cool. yeah, which I thought was really crazy. I was like, wow, that, all right. So maybe you were on to something here and then beat to the punch you, you know which one i'd love to see like a moment you know like those hologram cards where you you know twist yeah. it one way and you know it, it shows one image and you twist it the other way it shows another image i'd love to see the transition image of sammy sosa from his rookie year <laughs> i just spit out my wine yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> that man have you guys seen recent pictures of that guy Dude, yes i couldn't believe it's it super creepy oh my god it, it honestly I, made me sad it's yeah. worse than like Michael Jackson transition. It is. It's, yeah, it's, crazy. it's much worse. He's got like his lips are like purple. I don't. It's crazy. He, he looks it's, nuts. It's bananas. But I'd. I would absolutely collect that card. <laughs> I was gonna. Be... You should. You led with the best possible one because I was gonna say I'd like to see uh, Randy Johnson exploding the bird. Oh, that's a oh, great one too. That's a that great one too. Good. 
uh, or we Pete need to, Rose right, in a casino. So maybe, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can uh, maybe we can have user submitted uh, moments as part of this. <laughs> we can subge- suggest this. Um, the one thing, the one criticism I I think I saw of this, I saw somebody's thread. I wish I knew who whose handle it was, but I, it interested me. Is that like? It's not a very decentralized project, as in like the MLB kind of has control over what they're putting out and stuff. So I thought it's interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how they treat the project, like in terms of, you know, what people in crypto are interested in and what they actually put out. So I'm I'm excited to see it though, because you know. Yeah, that crosses over into the bigger debate, though, right? Like, I believe that decentralization is good, but not all things need to be decentralized. Like, a lot of things are way better centralized, you know? So, like, we can't just say it's better because it's decentralized. I mean, the MLB has rights to those images, and that's uh, that's their property. So they should be able to have full say of what happens to them. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Yeah, that's a good point because uh, not everything should be decentralized. It's also a very good point. <laughs> but um, cool, awesome. That's it. So that's a good story. One that was interesting to me personally, obviously, because I got wrecked. So, um, uh, Cynthia, we'll kick it over to you. Uh, my new story is not super new news, but um, it's uh, Ross Ulbricht. Um, I guess pretty much everybody knows who he is, but the guy that started Silk Road on the dark web, mm-hmm. um, he uh, was denied the petition to review his life sentence um, last week. And uh, he has, what, two life sentences plus 40 years? That's bananas. Crazy. It's absolutely it's incredible to me. It's it's absolutely terrible. Um, you know, just he's... Uh, a lot of these guys are libertarians and, you know, offer. Yeah. Um, well, I saw that online uh, there was a uh, change.org petition uh, yeah. to get, because uh, they, yeah, they denied they a even a of review signatures. of the case, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, the libertarian party actually came out a couple of days ago. Yeah, I saw Trump that. Trump to pardon him. And, oh, um, that's interesting. Yeah. And they actually came out, um, I think it was just a few days ago. Oh, actually, it was today um, that uh, Trump was being asked to grant clemency um, because um, I think some of the other people in the case are coming or had just been like extradited to the U.S. for mm-hmm. trial. But I, I, um, I actually don't know the case all that well. Like, I, oh, I, you, you should know, I, learn. You should yeah, absolutely. It's fascinating. But yeah, honestly, I, I just I just have trouble understanding. I mean, I get the gist of it. But I, I just don't understand uh, why the consecutive life sentences um, for basically running a website. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a marketplace um, that was a majority of things that were sold. There were drugs. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, but who has absolutely, drugs? absolutely <laughs> incredible to me that I mean, he would get. I mean, he's gotten a worse well, um, punishment than like crim- um what is it? Violent criminals. Yeah. Murders, yeah like O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Like O.J. <laughs> right. Simpson. Exactly. Well, the, the thing about it that's so crazy, if you do a little bit of research into it, basically the main FBI agents who were researching this thing were like crooked as hell. Like they had. Yes. Uh, they were actually um, he, found guilty of yes. a lot of shady really? shit. Yes. Like they had, Was they one had, of the FBI agents on the banking on Bitcoin doc? 
I don't was, remember they, they that. They focused on one FBI agent uh, that took care of it. And I would maybe if he was one of them that was. Yeah. So, so like basically what I had happened right. was yeah they had extorted Ross for like um, they said that they had hacked the user base and like the information that they had gathered through you know like um, even Edward Snowden talked about this later that there was like corroboration behind uh, or with outside governments which is technically illegal without a warrant and all this stuff so like yeah. the whole process was completely illegal that busted them and the information that they gathered from that the FBI from agents, those illegal actions right, yeah. yeah those FBI agents used that data like members of the community like their addresses and stuff he, they showed them to him and said we're going to turn this over to the FBI if you don't pay us like a hundred thousand bitcoin or I don't even remember what the exact numbers were, but it was Whoa. a ton. So they extor they extorted him for all this money, but they also like linked it those FBI agents to like I don't remember the name of the exchange, but they also like one of them was a board member on an exchange and yeah. like laundered all that money through that exchange without paying taxes on it and stuff. And these Ooh. were the guys who were in charge of this investigation. You know, yeah, <laughs> so like it's, it's how honestly, can you say it's a right? Yeah, like how can you say he got a yet. fair trial? It's impossible. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, if you, we, Chamber and I are big uh, podcast guys, so I, I listen to a bunch of the other podcasts out there. Um, Peter McCormick, who does um, what Bit, uh, what Bitcoin did, mm -hmm. he actually had uh, his mother on and did an yeah, a really awesome, awesome interview with her. It's mm -hmm. it was like an hour and change long, really? and it was yeah, it was really good. If you haven't listened to it, we we can definitely link it in our show notes. And uh, shout out to Peter because it was an awesome episode. I I remember listening to it, and I was fascinated by the whole thing. So um, we'll definitely anybody who else else who wants to hear kind of a firsthand uh, view. I mean, it doesn't get much. Um, closer to it than his mother so it's yeah, a pretty absolutely. good interview um but yeah that's that's a crazy crazy story also and so one thing that i also learned today when i was researching it that i did not know is that roger ver has donated a ridiculous amount of money to the free ross um campaign and has like gone to and spoken in front of committees and done all this public speaking to try and get some justice for ross so Roger Ver gets, you know, some jokes on our podcast, but what he's doing is really cool. Well, that's because he sold all of his Bitcoin cash at eight thousand dollars. To me, to, to, to Chamber. That's what's so uh, dumb uh, about Roger Ver, though, right? I mean, like, I love Roger Ver for everything except for his Bcash. Like, he was so awesome to have on our team and everything when he was cool. And not only that, he's like really cool guy like that as far as libertarian principles and standing up for what's yes. right in that manner yeah, so like, absolutely but you know yeah. yeah that's crazy man so uh that's a good story we've got a couple of good uh, serious stories on uh, the podcast today maybe we should um, put the uh change.org thing in the uh yeah for too. sure we can we can definitely absolutely do that. we should do that um Awesome. So my story real quick, um, we're running low on time a little. I want to get to the rest of our segments. A U.S. election probe implicated Bitcoin and the reaction was swift. So this uh, um, this story has to do with the Russians and the election and using Bitcoin. Um, I'm going to let Cynthia just say a couple things she said she wanted to say on it quick and then I'll make a point on it too. Well, I was just it, $400 million in illegal contributions, tax-free, you know. 
but in I didn't Bitcoin, know. in Bitcoin, right? This is what this is how they inf- like infiltrated the. I didn't election. know it was in Bitcoin. Was well, it? Well, that was my point. Is is that <laughs> it should have been in Monero? I mean, come on, guys. Well, that's exactly right. So my my buddy, I have a buddy who's really into politics and stuff, and uh, he sent me this story and was like, "Wait a second. So how?" And he he is not into crypto, so we would call him a no coiner. So he's like, what? He's like, well, so much for your Bitcoin anonymity. And I'm like, uh, dude, <laughs> like these people are dumb. Like Bitcoin's the probably Bitcoin the least only, anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> it's anonymous to an extent, as anonymous as you make it to be. But I mean, it's but, very easy to figure out. You know, right? If you know you somebody's wallet address, right? Yeah. If you know somebody's wallet address, it's pretty much the least anonymous thing you can yeah, do. And, and we all know that Trump didn't write down his seed phrases too, right? No. A hundred percent. Write it down, Donald. Write it down. Do you yeah, think yeah. he's got his uh, 12, uh, 12 word MetaMask seed mm, saved no somewhere? Way. But it wasn't even Trump who got it. It was Hillary who pocketed oh. the, the money. Well, that's because Trump, well, Trump lost his seed. <laughs> <laughs> the seed phrase. So, uh, so anyway, so uh, just I think the key point of that to to me was like just the anonymity part. Trump and Hillary share a wallet. Yeah, sure. They they share a wallet. You know, corners thought Bitcoin was anonymous. Yeah, they. So that was a big takeaway for me. But anyway, awesome. So that's our news segment. Um, so this is part where we we uh, kick it over to Chamber to. To give the guests a little quiz on just how uh, just how wrecked they might be for the next bull run. Well, we'll see how you do. We I think oh you, you shortened the quiz. You shortened the quiz this week, right? I, I right, did. Jamie? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring it down to uh, five questions because I feel that really gets to the meat of the uh, of the issue. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so first question: uh, your your portfolio currently is it more than seventy five percent alts? No. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. Interesting. Make so, a note of that. so we we oohed and awed at that because when we refer, the first couple episodes we ant- or the question was eighty five percent alts and the first three guests were pretty close. They said, but it was still a no. So we lowered the percentage. So we we're, we're trying to find the percentage where people might say start to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got we got who do we got next week? Oh, I, I think uh, they'll. I, yeah, he'll he'll definitely have a big bag of alts. Gosh, you're not supposed to say who we <laughs> have a, next week. Well, you got to listen to to hear the the. You true, know. true. Yeah, so that's, that's true. good. If you're listening, good job. If you're Make still sure. listening at this point, you got through the you got you, you got through the, the real life wrecks that were pretty yeah, interesting. We got pretty dark. <laughs> All the so, darkness. Yeah. Great job. Give us a five star review. That'd be terrific. Yeah. <laughs> All right, question two. Uh, question two. Do you use more than three times leverage on BitMEX? I do not use BitMEX at all. We're getting Never, some smart people. Ever. See, I've, we have some smart guests. We have smart I've used guests. it like once just to see what it's like, but that's not for me. Like, it really is like 10, 20% in a day not enough to get your jollies <laughs> off? Like, what <laughs> world are we living in that you have to times that by 50? Like, I don't get what? out of bed for I don't get out of bed for anything less than less than a ten x. Right, magic. like I don't I don't get it. I mean, I get some people are really good at it, and if they are, fantastic. But no, that's not. For I me. think uh, I think that's an interesting takeaway that not one guest we've had so far in our first four episodes has said yes. I don't think so. Eh? Yeah, and I think that I think that 
at least three out of the four have said they don't mechs at all. Yeah. Which is interesting. So no, everybody... Oh, speaking of mechs, though, guys, the, did you guys just see the guy that came in our Telegram group, the Rec Podcast group? Yeah, and he had that bot, and he was kicking he had a ass, whole, and I want what, his bot. Holy shit bot? <laughs> yeah, it was dude. amazing, and he was using ton of leverage, and he was killing it. If you think I didn't... Uh, for those of you who aren't in our Telegram channel yet, you should uh, join our, we, our, our Telegram. We do a lot of just bunch of shit talking back and forth we're gonna start doing some giveaways in there we're gonna start doing a whole bunch of stuff so uh i think it's t.me at or uh, backslash wrecked underscore podcast i'll put it in the show notes but the if you think i didn't message that guy and ask him about his bot you're crazy because <laughs> I, I, ju- I slid I right i slid I right into it. those dms <laughs> <laughs> yeah so shout out to the guy with the holy shit bot because that was amazing uh, anyway, question three. All right, question three. Uh, Juice, do you own either Verge or Tron? Uh, not currently. I've I've played with Verge before, but I've never owned any Tron. Haven't I, we all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used it all. I all didn't right, sell it. Okay, that's good. So give him a half point for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, question four. Question four. Uh, do you own a hardware wallet? Yes, several. Good. Several. All right. I only got yeah. one, and it's pretty much empty. So I'm gonna wait till. <laughs> it's a paperweight. It is a yeah. paperweight. Uh, okay. Question. When five. he's not smoking it. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. right. Last last week. Uh, last week we. If you didn't listen to last week, we decided that his hardware wallet looks a lot like his vape. So. <laughs> yeah, the, the box that they both come in. Uh, shout nice. out to uh, Pax Vapes. They're quite good. Uh, uh, be a sponsor. Look, Look very similar to the Ledger Nano S box, by the way. <laughs> awesome. All right, question. Oh, that was it. So only five questions this week. That's right. So that's what pretty. Oh get? no, no, sorry. What? Sorry, I was only at four. Pardon me. Question five. Do you uh, is Cryptopia currently in your top three favorite exchanges? I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's I use it regularly. I. That's where you... So I don't. Yeah, I guess maybe. It's not in I the top going... three that I use, but it's no. Uh, what are, what are your top three? Um, you know, you I like? like I like Bitrix a lot, but I mm-hmm. also use a lot of obscure ones. Um, I, I like you know if when I'm trading more active, I will use GDAX. You know, shame on me, whatever. But um, also Coinbase Pro now. Yeah, Crypto Bridge. I'm a big fan of Crypto Bridge. Everybody's been uh, everybody's been talking about Crypto Bridge. I signed up yeah. uh, a couple episodes ago after. I forget who mentioned it. Maybe El Chapo or maybe yeah. even Z- no. It was Coin Easy. Was, was it Easy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's a couple but, uh, of projects that I'm into that are only on Stocks Exchange too, which kind of sucks. It's not a great exchange, but you know, I, I don't know. I'm sort of equal opportunity. If I were to say top three, though, that's kind of tough. Probably um, Bitrex, GDAX, and Crypto Bridge. Crypto Bridge. Yeah, well, that's those are good. That's what I like dumpster diving in Cryptopia, though. I mean, that's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm there. I'm there with you, but you know, uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't like it. In there. I don't like it. <laughs> it just... <laughs> All right. So my last question is really more of a, you know, once you get that fu money, you know, mm-hmm. what what's your, what's going to be that one thing that you want? You know, a lot of people talking Lambos, you know, that kind of thing. But what 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 does the juice need? 
We, you know, it's funny because I've talked about this one, and m- my wife and I have an amount that if I get to, I can buy whatever I want uh, up to a hundred thousand dollars. And I've decided oh that God. I've decided <laughs> that that's a Tesla. Like I want a Tesla okay. so bad. I had a Nissan Leaf, and um, you know, it's just like a wiener electric car. It's not exactly <laughs> cool, you know, but it's it was an electric car, and I was into it. It was really awesome. But yeah, like a Tesla would be just awesome. But you know, a nice one's like. 80 90 grand it's not exactly in the budget so i don't know that's good right. that's good. we've that actually good asked one. so we've actually asked every guest it, co- it used to be a lambo based question so but everybody has said different cars so that we've kind of changed it to kind of that yeah, like sort what of my, question what my garage <laughs> yeah. is going to look like in 10 yeah. years right no, well <laughs> i mean i i don't know and maybe cynthia would have a different take on this but it, maybe that's just a male thing is that, have you had only male I'm guests? probably not I'm probably not a car no, I probably wouldn't buy a car either yeah. Cynthia oh, what would, would you I would so Cynthia would oh, <laughs> we would yeah. <laughs> my my cars are a, a Range Rover like a really top of the line Range Rover Sport and a Mercedes G-Wagon all right oh, yeah, so yeah. You, your car your car lady there you G-wagons go are very nice. much so Cool. Yeah. So that's the rec test. How do you do? Did he get? What was the final score there? He got perfect. Five for five. We oh. got some smart people. Yeah. So we wow. got uh, less than seventy-five percent alts. Never uses Bitmax. Oh no, you did say you had, but you don't currently own Verge. So that's good. You dabbled in it earlier. <laughs> like all, a little like bit in the eighties. Yeah, I didn't yeah, enjoy exactly. it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we there, all did some crazy stuff videos. in the eighties. There's we videos out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> And oh, Cryptopia funny. isn't in your top three, so you're, yeah, you're solid. Cool. cool. Uh, all right, next segment, we call this The Purge, given to us by Whale Reports editor at Father of Bags. Um, so this segment is basically uh, you can pur- purge, you know, t- it's legal for 24 hours for you to just destroy any project out there with no consequences. Um, what would it be? But you cannot pick anything that... Um, has already been picked so we've already had verge tron and last week was ripple uh from crypto christopher walken what would you purge okay so you named i was gonna do ripple but if i had to take my next pick it would be ethereum wow shots fired that's gonna ruffle some followers that's all right i've mined ethereum for a long time i'm a big you know i i'm actually still bullish on ethereum i think it's a decent coin but the fact is like it's not as efficient as these new protocols coming in but just because it has the top seat at the table that's what everybody's using so it's not the best tech it's just the most liquid so people are overlooking all these really cool projects that are doing the same thing as ethereum better just because it's not Ethereum, and that's a detriment to the community. That seems that, that seems pretty reasonable. Now, do you, do we also take all the ERC twenty tokens that go along with that? Because my bags are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the cool thing, right? Is like there's so many of these uh, Ethereum-like projects that are coming out that it can onboard those projects so they could go to yeah. another platform all right. I mean, okay it, i'm down yeah there's like all these cool layer two solutions that are coming out that'll help other projects move off of ethereum and i think that's going to happen a lot in the future especially as gas prices are insane i mean imagine like trying to use any utility token for its actual use of like buying something that's five dollars and then paying seven dollars in gas to, <laughs> to use it you know what yeah, i mean it's just yeah, ridiculous yeah, yeah. yeah that's true 
So that's I think, true. and I think that's another big thing that's actually holding back mass adoption is just uh, how impractical it is to use those utility tokens. So I don't know. But uh, of course, my first pick would have been Ripple. Interesting. Uh, so speaking of Ripple, I did something wrecked today and I, <laughs> I bought some Ripple today. <laughs> so I am officially wrecked but (laughs) i think it looked a look the chart looked good and i picked a little bit up i'm expecting it to kind of follow those big caps to follow suit of what happened today so i picked that one there's a lot of green right now it's at 51 cents i don't know where you bought it but uh, I I traded the Bitcoin pair, so hopefully I'll right, be okay yeah. there. But I, I I bought the red on the Bitcoin pair, so um, hopefully that we'll we'll check in on that one next week uh, to it's see still if still in the red right now. See if bunch is wrecked <laughs> on the Bitcoin pairing. <laughs> Lovely, sweet. <clears throat> okay, awesome. So um, that's a that's gonna be a controversial one. I like that. Uh, so. Yeah, wrecked fantasy league uh so this is where you get to kind of pick three projects over the next three months or so that you think are going to perform well or that you like um so what do you got for us so the top three oh gosh that's kind of tough uh, the first I, so everybody who really kind of knows me knows that i'm huge into vertcoin so i i'm actually <laughs> okay i think vertcoin's like just about bottomed out so if you're looking you know short term something like that it's a you know, it's a it can't go anywhere but up from here in my mind. So like that would be an obvious first choice. I got uh, so wrecked on Vertcoin when I like like back in when it was free falling. I got I bought some and tried to knife catch it and I, and that didn't work out well. Yeah, it doesn't exactly work out. <laughs> it is what it is. I don't know. But um in addition to that, um, gosh, see, the, my next two picks would probably be like obscure shit coins, and I don't want to exactly lead people into shit coins. So don't, as a as a general rule, don't buy just because I'm saying this. It's kind of right. my preface this is, here. Right. This yeah. is the this is the this part is of the fan- podcast that is not financial advice. Right. So I just want to preface. It <laughs> well, with you that. are listening to Wrecked. Yes. So, this podcast I mean, is called on. Wrecked. So. so from there i'd probably say i I like two two coins that are pretty close to ethereum they're ethereum based but they're doing stuff a lot cooler so i'd say acroma would be my number two and then pearls number three they're both doing really similar things but they're kind of takeoffs on uh, uh ethereum but doing it better in my opinion interesting so so those are smaller projects that are doing things like that. What are your thoughts yeah. on some of the bigger, the bigger kind of platforms out there? I know uh, Cynthia's an EOS, uh, EOS holder, so like stuff like that where they're trying. But those are, you know, obviously much bigger cap coins. I'm not real confident in anything that's like over two billion dollar market cap right now. That mm-hmm. you know, I mean, besides like the two larger caps that I would feel good about are Bitcoin and Monero. But if you're asking me what's gonna, you know, has the most upside potential, it wouldn't be one of those. But you know, whereas like Bitcoin, if, even if it did go nuts and exceed our wildest dreams right now, it'd be like a two x, right? I mean, or a three x sure. or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like in the right. same with Monero, it'd be like a two x or three x. So that's why I kind of listed those other ones that might be like you know twenty x potential. Who knows? But. Sure. Um, but like EOS and I like Dragon Chain a little bit. That's kind of the same thing. I have a little bit of Dragon, um, but like EOS, I don't get it. It doesn't. 
it's already so expensive. I don't I don't know that it's got much more upside, but I could be totally wrong. I mean, it's a, it's an innovative platform, but we've also got like Tezos that's actually getting pretty close to mainnet. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be a lot of players in that kind of upper end space. I don't really know how it's going to shake out. I see Cynthia's face when you mentioned EOS. Like she's just gonna, she just wants I'm to jump down to our throats. <laughs> yeah. I think you're wrong, OJ. You, you know what? Here's the thing. Like I am wrong 99.9 percent .9 of the time. So like, I, that's why I don't like giving advice. Cause like, yes. you know what I mean? Like I'm normally wrong. If I had to say, like I'm usually when I'm right, I'm really right, and when I'm wrong, I'm horribly wrong. Really, so really wrong. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Awesome, so there's not man. a whole lot of middle ground. Cool. Well, that gets uh, that gets us through our our typical show segments. So this is kind of where we, you know, let you kind of any final thoughts or projects you're working on. Where can people find you? Um, you know, plug yourself, brother. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to shill. I uh, you can follow me on Twitter at CryptoJSimpson. I generally, you know, if I'm working on something, I'll post about it there. I post a lot of reviews and blogs and stuff like that. So check it out. Um, I like to think I'm pretty friendly. Go ahead and post something on my tweets, and you know, we'll have a back and forth, and it'll be fun. <laughs> you know, like are it, your, it's always a good time. <laughs> but are your DMs open for fellow Canadians like Chamber to uh, <laughs> <laughs> to try to get at get yeah. you to follow them? That's risky Actually, exclusively right Canadians is well, basically I get. But anyway, That's yeah, a new filter. Yeah, <laughs> OJ was actually one of my first Twitter friends. Uh, that not like friend. He probably was like, "Who is this chick?" But like, we would talk back and forth on. Yeah, Twitter, so That's yeah, awesome. OJ's a nice guy. We had a couple where we were like fire, firing shots too. Yeah, like we were just, yeah, <laughs> just shaking things up. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, uh, thank you for thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. We had a lot of fun for sure. Uh, I probably laughed the hardest on this episode that I had. Yes. Yeah. At, at your and it was real our darkest story. Too, it was definitely so. darkest. We, <laughs> we've, we've hit we've hit all the emotions today, so that's good. But um, everybody else out there, um, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your grandma. Um, turn your grandma's phone on and do it for her um leave us five star reviews <laughs> give us send us your best rec stories we're gonna start reading them on air with like mailbags and stuff like that um follow us on twitter at wrecked underscore podcast on telegram at t.me slash wrecked underscore podcast and we'll end it with our uh bitmex wrecked of the week this one comes from uh from today actually a liquidated sh uh short on bitcoin yeah. for 10 million contracts at 6861 so that was i mean that guy was wrecked was in brutal. <laughs> that, i saw that one too God. Dude, that, that one had like 130 140 retweets in like five minutes it that guy was wrecked at i mean think of where it went to today at 6861 he throws in that short he was over in um, matter of seconds probably. God, it pumped so fast today. Yeah, but still it's, not as wrecked as when you subscribed your grandma to the wrecked podcast and she heard fake OJ talk about a paralyzed man <laughs> pitching a tent on a gurney. <laughs> <laughs> that that's totally right. So sorry, Poor, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Gam Gam. Sorry, Grandma. Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome oh man. Well again, thank you for having uh, thank you for coming on and oh, thank you guys for, for listening. Me, 
Yeah, thanks for everybody listening. And until next time, don't get wrecked. And that is financial advice.